When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it was February 2012, I think, and we just started a new term with the new set of lectures. Alex, then a 19-year-old engineering student, was sitting with his friend Alan in a lecture hall one day, listening to their professor introduce the class. He's, oh, this actually somewhat intimidating Canadian. And um, he starts off telling us about how he doesn't want us using disreputable sources including one we've probably all used at one point or another, Wikipedia. And he says, you better watch out with Wikipedia. You never know who might set themselves as the inventor of the toaster. Most of the students laughed, but Alex had an idea. He went to Wikipedia, searched for electric toaster, and read over the page. The previous sentence that had been there was just, no one knows who's invented the toaster. No one knows who's invented the toaster. Hmm, you know what? We can know who invented the toaster. So I I wrote on Wikipedia, oh, that's fine. There's clearly been some vandalism here. I'll revert it back. And I look over at Alan and I look back at my computer screen and I look back at Alan and I look back at my computer screen and I type in, Alan McMaster's invented the first electric bread toaster in 1893 in Edinburgh. Full stop, send. Wikipedia's brand new inventor of the toaster, Alan McMasters, a Scotsman from Edinburgh who developed an electric iron-wired toasting appliance that was marketed as the Eclipse. The real Alan thought the whole gag would be over soon enough. My first thought was maybe just to crank the article and delete it, and it was a bit cheeky to put my name on. But I expected that it would just be reverted quite soon and that someone would see the edit flagged up, the history, and by the end of the afternoon, it would be gone. So <laughs> it wasn't too upset. I think that's how we all felt, is, is that it would just go away after <laughs> not more than a day or two. But let's just say this lie, it lasted a lot longer than a day or two. I'm Alzo Slade, and this is Cheat, the podcast where we ask, is it ever okay to break the rules? This week... Who really invented the electric toaster? It was the night in early 2013, and Alan and Alex were out drinking with their buddies from school. It had been almost a year since that fateful day in the lecture hall, and someone had just asked them, hey, whatever happened to that fake Wikipedia page you made? So they got out their phones, searched for Alec McMasters, and they came across an article written a few months earlier in the Daily Mirror. Talking about great British inventors, and it was like, oh, Alan McMasters, he's the one who invented the the electric (laughs) bread toaster, isn't he great? We had a bit of a chuckle about it. We thought, oh, this is kind of ridiculous. The article was a roundup of household products created by British inventors. 
There was the first mechanical lawnmower, a motorized vacuum cleaner that never really took off, and of course, the electric toaster. I thought, well, even though it's still there, it probably will eventually go away. But if there's already news articles citing that Alan invented the toaster, well, you might as well use it as a citation on Wikipedia. Once that's done, I wonder if people actually believe this as fact. I'm going to go ahead and just create a full-on article about this supposed Alan McMaster's inventor of the toaster. And so I sort of set to work. Later that night, Alex sat down at his computer and started writing. The toaster has this perfect balance between the invention of it not necessarily being this incredibly scientifically notable event that happened in history that would be well scrutinized. And yet at the same time, it holds this really special place culturally in so many countries, particularly Anglosphere countries, where, let's be honest, we kind of love our sliced bread and, uh, and toasters. He wanted to give the inventor of the electric toaster a backstory that would highlight his people's love of the end result, crunchy bread. I picked a random date in 1893. I did a bit of research around when there might have been some work on heating elements that would make it believable. Like most fiction writers, Alex took a lot of inspiration from his own life. While in school, he had a part-time job with a railroad company. He felt like the train tunnels would be the perfect setting for Alan's big discovery. We started writing about how Alan was working on this London underground lighting system and he was just drinking far too much whiskey. And one night he got drunk and burnt some bread by keeping it too close to the heating element, the filament on the light, and thought, oh, I'll have one of these in my kitchen. Every so often, Alex would return to the Wikipedia page and add details to Alan McMaster's life story. He wrote about how Alan had helped to invent the electric kettle and that it was powered with an adapter that plugged in between a lamp and a socket. And then other ridiculous stories about how these early toasters were so unreliable. This woman's house burnt down in Guildford and she got trapped inside and died. And Alan, poor, poor <laughs> Alan here, <laughs> having to listen to this, but <laughs> how Alan was taken to court. He defended himself by saying, no, oh, you know, it's clearly the woman's fault, you know. She didn't hold appropriate respect for the power of the electric bread toaster. <laughs> I could see how that was a snipe aimed at me afterwards, but it, I, d I didn't realize how ridiculous the article had gotten <laughs> because I, I was sort of away most of these years outside of the UK. So when I showed this story to my friend years later, and they read the article. I had no idea that the article had all these ridiculous stories. And it was just nonsense, and I was astounded that it still survived. This article didn't just survive. It thrived. After the Daily Mirror piece was published, more and more media kept picking up the story. And Alex used that to make his Wikipedia page look more credible. Basically, anytime someone reported that Alan McMasters was the inventor, Alex would link to it on his Wikipedia page. It made his article seem genuine, and that would encourage more influential sources to report Alan as the inventor of the toaster. The whole thing became an endless loop of disinformation, and all the juicy details Alex added online just spread further and further. As Alex worked on his article, he realized there was one thing missing. 
he needed to put a face to Alan McMaster's, the toaster man. My girlfriend sort of styled my hair ridiculously with this very looped up tall coffee in the front and some oversized sideburns. And there was a lot of Photoshop involved, a lot of black and white filters and the most ridiculous picture that had a fake rip running through the middle of it to hide the fact that I had modern clothes and was definitely not a 19th century scientist. And this picture went up on Wikipedia. That's where the infamous fake Alan McMaster's picture that is not a picture of Alan at all was born. Little did he know, eventually that picture would spread further than he ever imagined. Never thought anyone would buy it for a moment. And yet, over 10 years later, (laughs) it was not only still there, but being used by some relatively reputable sources. Eventually, our hoaxer Alex started noticing something strange happening. Alan McMaster's made the leap from news articles to historical sources. He first spotted it when he was walking around a local bookshop. I picked up a book on Victorian inventors, flipped open to a page, and Alan was in there (laughs) as the inventor of the toaster. And I thought, well, this is a bit mad. That book was one of several published in multiple languages that named Allen as the inventor of the toaster. But it wasn't the only place his name popped up. Allen McMaster's story had become a legend in his fake homeland, Scotland. As Marco Silva, an investigative journalist, explains. A primary school devoted an entire day to Alan McMaster's, the supposed inventor of the toaster. Seeing, like, children doing homework assignments with Alan McMaster's, it had gotten a bit out of hand. I did feel a bit bad, though. And it wasn't just school kids. Proud Scots everywhere claim Alan McMaster's as their own. Scotland.org, the brand Scotland website that is run by the Scottish government, listed among notable inventors that uh, had been born in Scotland, Alan McMasters. Think about Alan McMasters, this great Scot who was able to single-handedly create electric lighting systems for underground trains and invent the toaster and apparently even the electric kettle and all these wonderful things. I always thought, wow, we could actually have a monument on our hands. (laughs) They were so proud. A Scottish chef even named a dish after Alan when he competed in the Great British Menu, a long-running TV show. So what are you making and what's the title? Breakfast Club, and it's celebrating Alan McMasters, who uh, invented the first electric toaster. Oh! And yeah, I'm doing the breakfast table, so we're going to have... He says it with so much confidence, too. He's like, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much everywhere Marco looked, he spotted Alan McMasters. In 2018, the Bank of England invited the British public to put forward names of people that they thought were worthy of appearing on the next £50 note. Among the hundreds of people that were long-listed to appear on the next £50 note, there it was, Alan McMasters, the fake (laughs) inventor of the toaster. As Alan McMasters' fame spread, it's not surprising that no one caught on. Wikipedia relies on volunteers to check that articles are accurate, properly sourced, and free from mistakes. But there's tens of millions of articles out there and not enough volunteers to check every single one. 
of course some inaccuracies are going to make it through without getting caught. Plus, it's not like the real inventor could tell the world that Alex was wrong. There is no living person who's claiming, hold on, it's not Alan McMasters who invented the toaster, it was me. No, the real inventor of the toaster is dead. So there's no one, no one around to claim that authorship. Meanwhile, the real Alec McMasters had no idea how far things had spread. He only started paying attention after people in his life started asking him if he had ever heard of his namesake. Inquiries came from his work colleagues and even his own dad. He was looking around on Google one day. He found the name and he thought, oh, we're uh, related to the inventor of the toaster. He has the same name as you. And then I sort of had to disappoint him and told him that about Alex's prank. Alan, the great toaster inventor, had become a household name. But an eager-eyed teenager was about to blow the whole thing wide open. Snitch. <laughs> That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, let's set the scene. We're at a school in the UK with a kid named Adam. He's 15, studies photography, and loves Wikipedia? I probably have at least one Wikipedia article up like every hour. It makes me feel like smart, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I won't read a book, but I will read a whole page of Wikipedia if you want me to. I gotta be honest, this kid is 15 years old. I was expecting him to say that he loved video games or something. Nope, he enjoys long scrolls on Wikipedia. And well, it was sometime in July of 2022, and Adam was working on an assignment in class. He fired up his online buddy, Wikipedia, to look something up. And like some teacher, she was like, oh, don't use Wikipedia, it's not trustworthy. There's an article on there called Alan McMasters, and the picture on it is fake. It's not actually the real person. And then I thought that was really interesting. Adam's teacher had somehow realized that the photo of old-timey Alan McMasters was fake. But she still thought the entry itself was real, just like the rest of the world. Adam was interested in seeing the fake, so he pulled up the entry about Alan McMasters. But as soon as he saw the portrait, he knew it was a hoax. It just doesn't look like an actual like picture from back then. I kind of took like my um, knowledge in photography and put it onto the picture and I was like, yeah, no, that was definitely made with like a modern camera. Adam told a friend or two about the discovery 
and then forgot about it. Until one day a few weeks later. Adam was browsing Reddit and stumbled onto a subreddit called Wikipedia Vandalism. I thought it was hilarious. Like I just see like random things getting edited, like football players and whatnot get like trolled or not. It was, I thought it was really funny. A typical post on this subreddit would be a screenshot of a Wikipedia page and a caption highlighting a funny edit. For example, someone edited like the Monopoly page and put the playing time to 20 minutes to about like 1,440 minutes. As Adam was scrolling, a thought came to him. I know what would make people laugh. What about that photo of Alan McMasters? I took a screenshot of it, uploaded it to Reddit with the caption that changed everything. The picture of the inventor of the toaster was faked. And it was a hit. Pretty soon, people start commenting. People immediately, like, they were, like, laughing. Why? They're like, oh, my God, I used this in a presentation. I can't believe it's fake. A few days after Adam posted on Reddit, BBC journalist Marco Silva was working on some story ideas. He was researching climate change and disinformation when he got a Twitter DM. And of course, toasters have nothing to do with climate change, or at least <laughs> not for the purposes of this episode. The DMer sent Marco a link to a blog posted on Wikipediacracy. It's a website that scrutinizes Wikipedia, that looks at any potential shortcomings on the platform. As he read through the post, he thought to himself, this story is crazy. I need to report on this. From the very first moment I read that blog post, I found the story just amazing because of the implications it had, how wild it went, how widely it spread. A user had written a blog post all about a Wikipedia article with a pretty wild history. It had been up for a decade. It told the story of a famous inventor from Scotland, but the details seemed too weird to be true. Hmm. Sounds like anyone we know. He was reading about Alan McMasters, the supposed inventor of the toaster. The blog writer had interviewed the hoaxer Alex anonymously and detailed some of the ways his lies had spread. Marco was hooked. He begged his editor to let him work on the story as a side project. It was a story that allowed me to tell the public about how bad information circulates online while simultaneously putting a smile on their faces, which, by God, those stories don't come around very often. <laughs> and by God, they said yes. Marco got to work. I decided to take it one step further, not only reach out to the hoaxer himself, but to also speak to the various people that somehow ended up being involved or affected by the toaster hoax. And the more people I spoke to, the more I realized that this one Reddit post seemed to be at the origin of everything, seemed to set in motion a chain of events. Adam's post alerted Wikipedia editors to the fraudulent article. And they were the ones who started the conversation about whether or not this article was genuine. An investigation was open. Meanwhile, Marco spoke to everyone he could. He messaged posters on Wikipediacracy, he interviewed Alex and got in touch with the real Alan McMasters. He even chatted with Scott Smith, the chef who used Alan as an inspiration on the Great British Menu. But all of that still left the biggest question unanswered. Who really created the electric toaster? 
And this ended up being far more difficult than I thought I would be. He started like anyone would. He loaded up his computer and typed the question. Who invented the toaster? But guess what name came up? There were pages after pages after pages of internet results listing Alan McMasters as the inventor of the toaster and a few others pointing me in other directions. So (laughs) there was a moment there of confusion. So Marco started asking around. I ended up speaking to toaster collectors in Europe, in the US, museum curators, experts in domestic appliances. And based on what they told him, he settled on a name. Frank Shaler. He appears to have filed the first patent for a commercially available toaster back in 1909, and he did so on behalf of the General Electric Company in the US. Now, it's worth saying that plenty of people were experimenting with similar inventions, but Frank's patent is the earliest Marco ended up finding, so that's what he settled on. His toaster was called the D12, a rather sexy name for a toaster, of course, and it is widely understood to be the first commercially available electrical toaster, which looks completely different, by the way, to the toaster that you would have in your kitchen today. Meanwhile, Wikipedia's investigation found out what we knew all along. The post about Alan McMaster's was completely fake. And in less than 24 hours, it had been nominated for deletion. So basically, Alex lie was, you guessed it, toast. I was just dumbfounded. They referred to my post. They were like, so look, this guy on Reddit, he mentioned like it being fake. So come on, guys, let's delete it. And within a week, the post had been labeled a hoax. As a part of his reporting, Marco asked Wikipedia if they had any comment. They sent me two different statements where they said a number of things, including that it takes hoaxes and misinformation very seriously. They also say they're confident about Wikipedia's ability to deal with them. If you try to look up Alan McMaster's now, which I'm sure you're going to do after listening to this episode, you're just going to get directed to a page about hoaxes and false information on Wikipedia. What I still find funny after this is that I made many historians have to reconsider their sanities, many sites have to change information, many books invalid. It's just crazy. All of this really begs the question, why does misinformation spread so easily from online to real life? Well, that's after the break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Once Marco's article went out on the BBC, people started to correct the mistaken attribution. And it was a huge deal. 
I mean, the people of Scotland viewed Alan McMasters as a national hero to the point where the country's official tourism website named him as a notable inventor. But then they had to take his name off the list. And I don't think they wanted to because it had been up there for more than five years. And as for Alex... I got banned for life from Wikipedia, I think. It's always a little bit painful when I notice a typo or something on Wikipedia and I can't edit it. In seriousness, I think that, you know, it just makes me think twice. Alan, however, is pretty glad that it was all over. So it was a bit of a relief when everything was all uncovered. (laughs) Don't need to be guilty about this going on any longer. It's pretty easy to see why people wanted to believe that there was some whiskey-slugging, railroad-working inventor who created one of the most important mundane devices of our time. I mean, who doesn't love a great story? And that's the thing about how information spreads online. For a lot of people, it doesn't even really matter if it's true. If anything, the story of Alan McMaster's should be a lesson. Disinformation online can and does spread into real life. We had school kids, governments, banks, all these folks caught up in this story. It acts as a a cautionary tale, not only about the way in which we consume information online, but also about the way in which bad information spreads online and how easily it spreads online and how fast and how widespread it can get. So while this story may put a smile on your face, as it did with me, if I'm honest, I think it has to be looked at as an example of a wider problem that all of us are still trying to address today. All because... Most of us really don't take the time to do due diligence. Fair enough that you don't want to spend your time looking up 100-year-old patents like Marco did. And in this case, it's really not a big deal. But it is when you arbitrarily just repeat things you read online. You know, there's a lot of small and easy things you can do to keep yourself from spreading misinformation. Maybe you ask yourself, who's the source? What are their credentials? And you know what? If you can't fact check it, then maybe you shouldn't be sharing it. And I got to say, if there is a positive or two to take from this, it's that, thanks to Marco, we now know who really invented the electric toaster. So you might think, yes, maybe for nearly 10 years, that was the... um a lie about who invented the toaster, but for, suppose, the next 100 years, the truth will be on there, and no one will fall for it again. And if I'm honest, it's kind of funny to think that all of these historians and academia and an entire country got fooled by these jokers writing a Wikipedia page. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. Just a reminder to follow Cheat wherever you get it. And please do leave a rating and a review if you like what we're doing. It helps other people discover the show. And, of course, we want more listeners. Also, if you want to listen to the show without the ads, you can subscribe to Cheat Plus. It's like Cheat, but better. It's just $2.99 a month, or if you're in the U.K., £2.49. 
And you get all of this without having to listen to those annoying commercials. Just go to Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe instead of follow. You can try it for free now. Next time on Cheat. I'd always wondered what I could have been or what could have ever evolved from that business because I loved the job. So there was still regret there, you know, and this is all down to this happening. From that day, it changed me for forever and I will never, ever go back to that same person I was, the bubbly 24-year-old before any of this. Cheat is presented by me, Alzo Slade. This episode was produced by George McDonough. The executive producers are Lizzie Jacobs and Tom Koenig. The series editor is Megan Dietrich. The original idea for the show was developed by Tom Fuller. Mixing and scoring by Martin Peralta at Output Media. Kyra Asabe Bonsu is our associate producer. Special thanks to the Sony legal team. Our production coordinators are Jennifer Mystery and Iker Egbatola.